The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now, joining me this morning, all the way from Canada, uh, to fill us in on cancer breakthroughs being talked about at the Canadian Society for Immunology meeting, is Luke O'Neill, Professor of Biochemistry at Trinity College in Dublin. Luke, good morning. Good morning, Pat. How's it going? It's going very well. But for you, as a, an eminent immunologist, uh, what about a slew of breakthroughs uh, being announced in Canada? Yeah, it's remarkable. I've never, never seen the like of it, to be honest. Yeah, there's been two huge conferences. Uh, one was in, in the US on, on clinical oncology, it's called. And it's Canadian society. All the talk is of these latest breakthroughs. And it's, people are calling it remarkable. The number of studies that are now being reported, lung, breast, ovarian, all kinds of things. So, so it's real, there's a real buzz at the moment about all these latest okay. findings. Well, let's go through them. Uh, what's the breakthrough on lung cancer? Yeah, long, they're calling this one thrilling. You, you don't hear, I was at a talk and this guy says, those thrilling data he's seeing. You don't normally hear doctors uh, use those words. They're cutting the risk of dying of lung cancer by half with a new therapy. Now, lung cancer, as you may know, Pat, still the biggest killer um, among all the cancers, by the way. So to see a breakthrough like this is, uh, is striking. It was a 10-year study it took to do this, which a long time, thousands of people, 26 countries. So the data is going to be sound. And this drug cut the risk of dying by half. Now, these are people who are diagnosed who have surgery, then they're given the drug, you know, and then they're basically cutting the death rate in those people by half because some will still progress, you know. And the overall five-year survival now is 88% in this study, which is very high as well. So it's seen as a real breakthrough because lung cancer, of course, as you may know, is one of the more tricky ones to treat. Mm. So it's it's being hailed now as the first big advance in a long time, really. Yeah. Uh, Are Irish people able to get this drug? They are. It's available already, which is great. It's called ozomertinib. The names of these are, are terrible, but uh, that's the name of the drug. It targets a, a thing called EGFR. Now, only 25% of lung cancer patients have that mutation, so it's a subset. And interestingly, Pat, it's the ones who don't smoke or who are light smokers who are the ones who are being treated, you know. So the message is stop smoking anyway. It doesn't really work in, the, in, in smokers. It's only the non-smokers or light smokers working. But even still, it's seen as a big advance because many people still get lung cancer even if you don't smoke or even if you only smoke lightly, you know. So it's a subset. And that tells us something, Pat. It's not as if one size fits all in cancer. The subtypes of cancers within each type of cancer, if you know what I mean. And if you can stratify it now to specific groups, then you see this big effect. But this 51% decrease in risk of dying, you can imagine, Pat, how much of a thrill that's caused. Yeah, that's a, a huge number. Now, on breast cancer, there's another fairly big number too. Breast cancer recurs in up to half the people who were treated, you see, and that's a big number, obviously. And this trial measured recurrence, and again, there was a 25% decrease risk of recurrence in those patients. A lot of people, 2 million people a year, but are diagnosed with breast cancer. So it's a huge number of people globally, you know. So to see the, the risk of returning decreased by 25% is a lot of people who it doesn't come back in, basically. And of course, that's very hopeful then that it's gone, you know, and that risk of recurrence then being decreased is seen as another big breakthrough. And is this a drug that's currently available? It is another one. See, what's happened is that some of these drugs got approved for small numbers of people initially, say, restricted use, you know, and now they, they can expand this drug now out into a lot more people is the idea. So the good, the good part of this is it's available now. And often we talk about, about medical breakthroughs and it isn't quite ready yet, you know. In this case, this drug, as with the one with lung cancer, both of those are approved in Ireland already. So doctors can now start using them very quickly, you see. Now, for ovarian cancer, it's a combination of drugs that can significantly shrink ovarian tumours. 
Yeah, and there's another one. Now, ovarian is very hard to treat. There aren't too many options for patients. It's one of the nastier types of cancer. And again, in this trial, a bit smaller now than the other ones, it must be said, but half the people responded to this new drug. The tumor shrank. And, and again, the word in the talk I went to was fantastic because people haven't seen the like of this, you see, with ovarian at all. And it's twice as effective as any current therapy that's there that does slow it down a bit. So it's seen again as a, as a big step up. But importantly, Patrick, it's a combination. And again, we're seeing that now where people are trying two or three different drugs together. And obviously, you can get kind of a synergistic effect here if you combine things and see an even stronger effect. Tumors have, have very clever ways of getting around drugs, you see. But if you hit them with two or three drugs, the chance of the tumor sort of uh, resisting that is a lot lower. And this one, they combined it with a current therapy that works weakly, if you know what I mean, it doesn't work very well. Combine it with this other drug, and now you see this big effect. And half the patients showed a big shrinkage in their ovarian tumors. Now, you can imagine the effect. Now, that, we've got to wait and see if that affects the overall disease outcome, of course. But shrinking the tumor by 50% is seen as a huge effect. And, and again, uh, the speaker at that one said had seen nothing like this either. So again, that's, that's the reason. That's why there's such a buzz, I guess, that there were, there were three examples where all three speakers were very excited by this day. You know? So I guess it's a good sign. And, and finally, uh, something that could uh, be applied to everybody. Um, there are two tests, a blood test for cancer and the possibility of a breath test for cancer. That, that's right, Jen. And meanwhile, you see the diagnostic people are working very hard as well. If you can spot cancer early, of course, then it's much more likely you'll stop it, you know, and huge effort into new tests. And, and two of them, yeah, this blood test, a single blood sample, Pat, 50 cancers could be detected in the blood sample. Now, again, this was thousands and thousands of people. All these different types of cancer were looked at, you know, and they could spot the, the tumour material, if you like, in the bloodstream. It's DNA from the tumour was detected. That was a un Oxford University study. And the second one's even more exciting, a breath test. Can you imagine, Pat, if you go to your GP and you mm -hmm. blow into a breath alone? and then they can detect if you've got kind of and this breath test works for esophageal stomach pancreas and colon it's early stage technology mind you they're still trying to make sure it's accurate you know and we'll spot them properly but you can imagine now if a breath test was to come along that would be tremendous you see as a way to diagnose cancer very early possibly in your GP surgery yeah. uh, and uh, it I suppose is inspired by the notion that dogs can actually scent cancer in their owners, for example, or indeed in other people. Uh, so if dogs can do it, and if you could figure out what dogs can do, well, then perhaps a machine could do it too. That was the idea. It was known for a while, Pat, that dogs can, can sniff, sniff out a tumour, strange as it may sound. You know, the people have known this for decades, really, you know. And that inspired this study. And there's 15 volatile compounds are coming off these tumours, which dogs can probably detect, by the way. And this machine then can detect those 15 compounds, and then you get a, a positive test. You know, so you're right, it was inspired actually by dogs being able to, with their fantastic sense mm -hmm. of smell. And that turns out to be true now. Dogs can sniff these sorts of things, you know. And now here's a machine that could, that could do that really accurately. Very good. Luke O'Neill, Professor of Biochemistry at Trinity College in Dublin, uh, thank you very much for joining us.